0: St. Louis Public Radio's The Gateway gives you the day's news first thing every weekday morning. From the ever-evolving relationship between St. Louis city and county to developments in the Missouri and Illinois state capitals and reports from our correspondents in Rolla and the Metro East. We put it all in a roughly 10-minute package with clarity and context. Download The Gateway wherever you get podcasts.
1: So I went to bed, sighted, and I woke up blind. And went to blind school. I woke up while I was in blind school and said I need to make purpose of my disability.
0: That's Daria Finley, who wrote a play about her experiences as a newly blind person. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. These days, Daria Finley lives in Virginia, but her roots are around here. Her parents are from East St. Louis, and she attended Hazelwood East High School before graduating from Spelman College in Atlanta. She was focused on her career, working for the Department of Defense in the IT department, when she suddenly went blind. She took that change in her life as an opportunity to do some things she'd always wanted to do. That included writing and performing a one-woman play about her experience called Lights Out. She performed it in St. Louis for one night in July, and while she was in town, we were able to sit down with her for cut and paste. I asked her about the day she lost her vision. So on December
1: 28, 2015, I woke up blind.
0: You, you woke up one morning and you couldn't see?
1: Yeah. Does, is that something that happens to a lot of people? I don't know how other people go blind. Some people are born blind. Some people have, go to surgery and there is a problem, and because of the surgery, they lose their vision. Some people gradually go blind. The circumstance when someone goes blind is unique to them.
0: Well, what, what answers did you get from doctors in terms of your, your situation?
1: So it appears that um, I had glaucoma. I knew that from a previous year I was diagnosed with glaucoma. And we think what happened is my optic, the pressure in my eye got so high that it made my optic nerves to atrophy and also cause a stroke in my eye. mm All that happened kind of overnight. So I went to bed, sighted, and I woke up blind. You know, spent some time going to doctor's appointments trying to figure out what happened and went to blind school or school for the blind in Richmond, Virginia. I woke up while I was in blind school and said I need to make purpose of my disability.
0: So you basically put everything on hold in your life, your career? Yes, I
1: I kind of requested leave from my coworkers to give me enough time to go to school. And then afterwards I resumed uh, work. So I'm back at work now. Yeah. Um, but once I left school, my father passed away. I had to move my mother in with me because she has dementia. That's the negative side. But the positive side is some of the things that I dreamt about doing when I was sighted somehow mysteriously has been manifested itself since I've been blind. Hmm. So I was able to get a, a modeling contract for a product. What sort of modeling? It was for a watch that's geared towards um, people who are blind. It was, it was a one-day one deal, but it was something I dreamt about when I was sighted. And I'm able to do it when I was blind.
0: So is there a magazine ad somewhere with your, your wrist on it? Yes, it is.
1: Yes, it's actually online. Okay. I wrote and performed a um, voiceover commercial my intent with that voiceover was to was to spread the word, to encourage people to go to the doctor and and take care of themselves. Um, but that experience led me to uh, reconnecting with an acting coach, who ended up writing a short movie inspired by me. And that's something that I thought about doing, but never did when I was cited. And here I have a, a script written because of me. Mm that I was able to do. Now, let me tell you how much of a challenge it was. I can't read Braille. The writer can't write Braille. But we all figured it out. And that short movie recently won an award in the Disability Short Movie
0: Festival. What is that film called? Of Service. Uh, and so that, that's based on your experiences? or Do you appear in it? I am the lead. Oh, okay. I'm the lead. But
1: The point is that, you know, it's amazing that I never thought that I would be able to do any acting, a blind person acting. You know, that's, and I don't know Braille, you know, basically I had to memorize the scripts and do the best I can when we record the script out of order. You know, and think about this, directors and writers make changes all the time. Sure. They change a script, you know, that morning for you to shoot later that day. And um, you have to learn how to adjust to that.
0: Daria, so you clearly sound like a very driven and positive person. And you spoke earlier about waking up blind and at at some point deciding to, I suppose, make the best of it in a sense or turn it into something positive. Mm -hmm. How hard was it for you to get to that place where you were looking forward? It just sounds sounds like a difficult transition.
1: I decided to accept being blind fairly quickly. Uh, When I was in the emergency room trying to figure out what happened, I went through the five phases of grief, but I feel like I went through it, you know, within 20 minutes. Hmm. And I was thinking, you know, as I was literally trying to cry about it, I couldn't. And because I started thinking, once I finish crying, I'm still going to be blind. So why go through the process? And I think because I accepted it fairly early and I'm trying to make the best of it, I've had very positive and unique experiences from it. And somehow, some way, I ended up taking an acting class, and that led to taking a original work class, and I ended up writing a one-woman play. It's called Lights Out, right? And it talks about my first two years, my journey of losing my sight. And when I performed my first show, I really did it as like a air quote, one and, one and done. you know, Just do it one time sure. and, and kind of move on with my life. But it appears that people, it resonated with people. I talk about my interaction with, with friends. I've lost friends since I've been blind. I've gained new friends since I've been blind. Um, you know, trying to dream in darkness. Um, you know, I, can't, I am starting not to remember colors. You know, what does that mean? Um, so you just try to, I, I, I try to express where I am, and in the end, I tell people in the play, God's got my back, and it's going to be okay, right? And I do believe in miracles. I create it so that the sighted person can feel some experiences of being blind, because I periodically turn the lights off in the venue, so it, you experience total darkness, I have sound, a couple songs that are played, and, you know, I have a couple pictures. So hopefully a blind person will be able to feel where we are in the process and a sighted person will be able to experience the, the plight of a person who is disabled.
0: I can imagine you meeting people through, through your new, these new experiences you're having and meeting new friends. How have you lost friends because of this?
1: People handle other people's issues differently, right? Some people come straight towards you and say, how can I help? And some people just watch from afar and don't know how to offer help. And I've had experience with why I'll call people and say, you know, hey, I'm blind, I need a little help, and, you know, they don't return a call. Or at work I've heard people that I know they're near me but they'll walk away or walk the long way just so they won't have to interact. And it was sad initially, but I realized some people handle adversity different. So you have to just beat them where they are. And if you can't help or don't want to help or don't know how to help, um, you know, it's, it's okay. But I'll just move on because I, I, I have to keep moving on with life. I ha- can't make you feel better because I'm blind. Yeah. Right.
0: Right, right. Well, let me ask. I spend almost all of my time around people who are sighted. When you talk to friends or when you meet people, they they must have a curiosity about, about your condition, about what happened, and maybe want to ask, maybe aren't sure if it's appropriate to ask. How do you feel about that? What is the the etiquette on that? If If someone just from a genuine sense of human connection, sort of wants to understand what you're going through, but is it a rude question to ask about, about your blindness?
1: I think each person is different. One thing I'll tell you this is that for me personally, I don't mind the question. If you have time to listen, I have time to explain to you what happened to me. Um, but I, I do know from working with uh, my fellow friends at school, everybody is not at a state where they can explain their circumstance because they have not accepted it yet, Right. So because they haven't accepted it, they can't describe it and cannot articulate it and cannot um accept help. I'm not there. I've already you know i'm I'm beyond that, so I don't mind explaining my situation. and I think it's healthy for people to ask and you be honest and tell them because it'll make the receiver uh receptive to understanding other people's plight um, and maybe. It will help them help other people more. So I hate to say it, but the indirect advocacy, right?
0: In, I, indirect advocacy.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be a direct advocate <laughs> by me staying strong and walking tall and using my cane and you know going shopping and going grocery shopping by myself. It shows people who are sighted that there are there are blind people that can, you know, live independently. Yeah, yeah. But it's a process. Right. And it's a lot of work to do simple things, but you still can do
0: it. And you're back at the Department of Defense, right? Yes, I'm back at do, work. Doing the old job or? Yeah.
1: Differently, but I'm back at the same assignment. But I'm, I'm, I'm having to learn how to do it differently. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I imagine there's a great satisfaction in, in just being able to go back to some of the things you had been doing before.
1: It, give, it gives me a sense of purpose.
0: And I'd like to think that since you work for the federal government, your workplace was, was accommodating to your, to your changing status. Did you find that to be the case?
1: It's a challenge. It's, it's, it's evolving. But the, f- the infrastructure is there to ensure that I am a valued employee.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're just you're moving forward. You're taking control and just...
1: Trying to enjoy life, right? yeah. Trying yeah. to enjoy <laughs> the life that I have now, my new normal. I'm trying to understand and enjoy my new normal, and it's going to be okay. Being blind is okay.
0: That was Daria Finley, IT professional for the Department of Defense and now playwright, actress, and I'd say pretty inspiring person. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Produced with help from my editor, David Casares. Our intro and outro music is by local musician Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio.